بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه. The Jum'ah Khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'ah Khutbahs that take place at Al-Maqasid Seminary. Alhamdulillah, alladhi hadana lihada wa ma kunna linahtadiya lawla an hadana Allah. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammad al-Miftahi Baba Rahmatillah Adada ma fi ilmi la saratan wa salaman daimain bidawami munkillah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah Wa shadu annahu Allahu alladhi la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika la Ilahan wahidan wa rabbin shahidan wa nahnalu muslimun وَشَرُّ أَنَّ سَيِّدَنَا وَحَبِيبَنَا وَكُرَّةَ عَيُونَنَا مُحَمَّدٍ عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَرْسَلَهُ اللَّهُ بِالْهُدَى وَدِينِ الْحَقِّ لِيُظْهِرَ لِدِينِ كُلِّهِ وَرَكَرِيَ الْمُشْرِكُونَ أَمَّا بَعْدَ إِبَادُ اللَّهِ إِنِّي مُسِيكُمْ وَنَفْسِ إِيَّايَ بِتَقْوَى اللَّهِ We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his bounty and for his favor. And making us from the Ummah of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. I want to share a few words with you on this blessed day of Jumu'ah that are probably not going to be new. You've probably heard it many times before. But on this blessed day, with hearts that are turning to him, realizing that we are unable to put into practice what is pleasing to him without his enabling us to do that subhanahu wa ta'ala. This blessed hadith, and we will quote a few of blessed hadith of our Prophet ﷺ, indicate to us an affair of the utmost importance. And it was inspired by the blessed words of our dear brother and Imam Suruki in last night's gathering, and how it is that you and I should be in relation to Rasulullah, the Messenger of Allah ﷺ. This is the goal of every believer. And every time, from the time of the Sahaba until the very end of time, in every geographical location, the Umm al-Qura, the embryonic city, in Medina Munawwara, and everywhere that Islam spread to the tips of the earth. This is the goal of every person despite their tribe, their background, their family, their lineage, the color of their skin, whether they're rich, whether they're poor, wherever they live. This is the affair that relates to every single believer and it is the standard and criterion whereby which that we will experience the na'im and the bliss of paradise is to the degree that we realize this reality within ourselves. Our Prophet ﷺ taught the companions about the importance of loving him. And no one was more selfless than he was ﷺ, but he had to convey what Allah Taala commanded him to convey. And he realized that this is what was good for the Ummah because this was the divine command. And when this was the way that the believers were oriented, the good of this world and the next world would be attained by them. In this first narration, which is muttafaq alayh, it is narrated in the two most authentic collections of a hadith such that we can have certainty that these were the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it's narrated by who? This blessed companion, Anas. Anas ibn Malik al-Ansari al-Khazraji. 
this very blessed young man who was given the honor of being the Khadim of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was the servant of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam from the time that he was 10 years old. And when our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came to Medina Al-Munawwara, this very blessed woman, Umm Salim, the mother of Anas, she brings Anas to the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And she says, this is your khawaydamuk. Out of adab with the Rasul, didn't even call him a khadam. This is your small little servant who's going to try to do the best he can to serve you. And she gave Anas to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And she said, Supplicate Allah for him. Make dua for him. And then our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made a special dua from Allahumma barak lahu fi malihi wa fi ahlihi wa waladihi Oh Allah, place blessing for him, fi mali, in his wealth, and in his children, in his progeny, and grant him a long life and forgive his sins. And Sayyidina Anas radiallahu anhu, that lived a very long time, they said well over a hundred years, such that it is said, he was the very last companion to die in Basra, third nine in the year 93 of the Hijrah. And this is from the blessing of the du'a of our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he said towards the end of her life, after commenting on each one of those special supplications of our Prophet Sallallahu he says, Arjul Rabi'ah, I'm waiting and hoping for the fourth, which is Maghfirah, which is forgiveness from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So he's the one who narrates this hadith. And our Prophet taught him, and by extension the Ummah, and every member of the, his prophetic community until Yawm Al-Qiyamah, this meaning, La yu'minu ahadukum. None of you will truly believe. Hatta akum. Until I become a habba ilayhi. More beloved to him. Min walidihi than his parents. Wa walidihi and his children. Wa nasi ajma'in. And all people. None of you will truly believe until I become more beloved to him than his parents, his children, and all people. And the amazing thing is, is that when the scholars look at these different narrations, Muli Ali Qari, in commenting on this hadith, he says, this is the opportunity for the believer to, when they hear this hadith, reach this loftiest degree the loftiest degree of all which is possible, which is where someone has this manifested in them. And he said, this is exactly what happened to Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab. So the way he comments upon this hadith, and the one that we're going to quote, is that Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab was familiar with these blessed words of our Prophet ﷺ. None of you truly believe. Notice here that the Prophet made it an affair of belief. This is not just some type of natural, customary affair of the human being. This is an affair of Iman. Loving the Prophet ﷺ is not just something that is extra. It is a prerequisite of Iman. And it is not possible to reach the higher degrees of faith in Allah, in belief in His existence, and affirmation of all of His attributes, subhanahu wa ta'ala, without love for the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
and without reaching a degree where you love the Prophet after Allah more than anyone and everything else. And so, Mulya Ali Qadi says, when Sayyidina Umar heard this hadith, he looked at his affair and he recognized that he hadn't reached that stage yet. So he says he went to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this is where we have another narration. And this is in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari. Where Sayyidina Umar says, Kunna ma'an Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the narrator says that we were with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَهُوَ آخِذٌ بِيَدِي عُمَرَ مِنَ الْخَطَّابِ and he was holding the hand of Sayyidina Umar bin al-Khattab, radiallahu anhu. And so Sayyidina Umar, it was as if that he was waiting for the right time, where he wanted to mention something to the Prophet sallallahu so that he could reach that degree that was referred to in the previously quoted hadith. And so it was as if he was waiting for this moment. And so in this narration, you can imagine the Messenger of Allah holding the hand of Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab. And Sayyidina Umar said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, la'anta ahabbu ilayya min kulli shay. You are more beloved to me than anything else. Illa min nafsi, except my own self. And we know with Sayyidina Umar, he was someone who was extremely intelligent. He didn't do things in vain. There are so many different stories of this. In the story where after kissing the black stone that he says, I know that you are a hajar, you are a stone. And were it not to be that I saw the messenger of Allah kissing you, I wouldn't have kissed you. You don't benefit, you don't harm. And Sayyidina Ali said, Bala, O Amir al-Mu'mineen, that it benefits and it harms by the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the scholars say, this was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this was Sayyidina Umar, taking a stance with other people around so that he could convey to them the correct belief on how it is that we see the black stone. Just as when he questioned Sayyidina Hassan ibn Thabit, reciting poetry in the messenger in the masjid of the Messenger of Allah, he knew that he recited poetry during the life of the Prophet وسلم, in the masjid of the Rasul وسلم, but he wanted other people to hear. And so he says that are you reciting poetry in the masjid of Rasulullah? And then he says to him, I recited poetry in this masjid before someone who was even better than you. Sayyidina Omar knew that, but he wanted other people to hear. And there's many instances of this. So Sayyidina Omar was worried that he didn't reach this state yet. So he waits for this blessed moment with the Prophet Sallallahu and he informs them about his reality. I love you, O Messenger of Allah, more than anything else except my own self. And then Sayyidina, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu said to him, La, no, i.e., your faith is not complete. By the one in whose hand is my soul. Not until you be I become more beloved to you than your own self. So Sayyidina Umar said, فَإِنَّهُ الْآنَ Wallahi. By Allah, now, this is my reality. لَأَنْتَ حَبُّ إِلَيْهِ مَفْسِي You are more beloved to me than my own self. فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ الْآنَ يَا عُمَرِ Now, Umar. What? 
Now your faith is complete. He connected the love of the Rasul وسلم, to faith. And so what the scholars say about this is that this shows what happens when you interact with the Messenger of Allah وسلم, We already knew that Sayyidina Umar had believed for what's called the i'tiqad al-'adama. He already believed that the Messenger of Allah was the best of creation. But this is something else that extends beyond that even, where that impacts you to a degree where you love the Rasul more than your own self. And as Mulya Ali Qari says, Yafna al is that where the one who embodies this love no longer even turns toward, thinks about his own self or what his self wants. Nothing remains in his heart other than his beloved and what his beloved wants. This is Iman. This is Deen. And everything that we do should revolve around this. And every Juma, every gathering, every time we make dhikr, every time that we pray, Every time we send sarawat upon our Prophet sallallahu alaihi this is what we should be hoping for. You never know from the blessing of that moment. Just as Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab had his moment, maybe this is the moment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this a reality in our hearts. And if Allah makes this a reality in the heart of a believer, la ilaha illallah, there's nothing that you can say after that. There is no way to express the state of that believer and what that means for him in relation to all of the different manifestations of Ubudiyah and servitor to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when this becomes a reality in the believer. In other words, is that now you're in touch with your true self. If we spend our life following our desires, that's not your true self. Your ego is not your true self. That's your false self. That is your demonic self. That is the worst aspect of you. Your true self is with your heart and with your spirit. Ya khadim al-jismi, as the poet said. Oh, you have just been spending time taking care of your physical body. Ya khadim al-jismi, that kam tashqa li khidmatihi that how long will you just tire yourself out serving your physical body? Are you seeking profit from something that in reality where there's loss? Is that focus upon the state of your heart, your internal reality, your spirit, and complete its virtues. What makes you a human being is your heart, your spirit, not your physical body. Your physical body is going to rot. It's going to become a putrid corpse. What makes you human is your ruh. The ruh transcends color of the skin. It transcends all of these social distinctions that we have. This is what makes us truly human. And this is what our prophet would see in every single human being, what is called the sirr the secret of Allah Jalla Jalalu blowing the ruh into the human being.
And every single person has it. And I breathe into him of my spirit. Because the spirit is so great, it is affiliated to Allah. And so this is what you and I should be striving towards. And Imam Anawi commenting on this blessed hadith. He says, in this hadith there is a talmih. There is an indication to this state of being that you and I want to acquire, which is called the nafs al-mutma'inna, the tranquil soul, the highest of the three degrees of the soul. And he says that as long as we are letting our desires get the best of us, we will be deficient in relation to our love of the Prophet Muhammad And he says you will never attain the nafs al-mutma'inna, the higher degree, highest degree of the tranquil soul, until that you have an overpowering love of the Prophet Muhammad in your heart. In other words, if you look at people that are in the degree of nafs al-ammara, which is the lowest of the three degrees, the nafs that commands the evil, is that you will find them that they prefer their, prefer their desires over other things. If you look at people that are in the highest degree of nafs al-mutma'inna, you will find is that they prefer the Prophet ﷺ over all else. And then there will be a corresponding level of love based upon where someone is in those degrees. And we should remember the words of Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-Ahzab. The Prophet ﷺ is closer to the believers than their own selves. He has more right upon us. In other words, our self calls us to certain things. And our prophet calls us to certain things. To what degree do we prefer what the prophet calls us to, to what our own selves call us to? This is the affair in its entirety. And Ibn Abbas said, commenting on this verse, إِذَا دَعَهُمْ نَبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ إِلَى شَيْءٍ وَدَعَتْهُمْ أَنفُسُمْ إِلَى شَيْءٍ what does this verse mean? Is that if the Prophet called them to something, and their own self called them to something, that we should follow the Prophet He has more right upon us. And in doing so, this is for our own benefit. This is the secret of how you and I ultimately draw near to Allah in relation to what our Prophet has left behind for us to follow. And the more that we can mold ourselves to the blessed sunnah of our Prophet وسلم, the more then that we will receive the divine bounty. And one last hadith to further emphasize this. And this is also in both Al-Bukhari and Muslim. And there's so many hadith like this. But we read these hadith and either we say, oh, that I've already heard this before, or we don't take a live a life that is a means for us to attain the realities. This is why we get together to send sarawat upon Rasulullah. This is why we read about his virtues. This is why we study his deen. This is why we study his sirah. This is why that we that assume the mantle of his da'wah and to do the very little that we can, making no claims whatsoever. We are the ones in need of it. And so our Prophet also said, There are three traits when they are in someone. He will find through them 
the sweetness of faith. Halawatil iman. The sweetness of faith. A sweetness that is so sweet, everything that people normally find difficult, they find easy. All the tribulations that people normally suffer from, it's burden was salama. It's cold and it's peaceful. It's easy for them to get through. That a sweetness that is so profound is that they belittle all other types, even permissible, of all other types of permissible pleasure in the world. If this sweetness comes to the heart, nothing is more fulfilling for the human being. Nothing touches and reaches deeper into the essence of the human being than the halawat al-iman. But look how our Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that we can attain it. What are the three traits? Man kan Allahu wa rasulu ahabba ilayhi mimma siwahuma. When Allah and His Messenger become more beloved to Him, mimma siwahuma, than anything else. Wa man ahabba abdan la yuhibbu illallah. And when they love a servant of Allah Taala, they love him for Allah. Allah. Think about how much we fall short in this. Why do we love people? Why do we incline towards people? We love people for Allah. Our Prophet is setting the foundations for everything that it is that we do in a hadith like this. And then finally, وَمَنْ يَكْرَهِ إِنْ يُعُودَ فِي الْكُفْرِ That he detests to return to disbelief. بَعْدَ أَنْ أَنْكَضَ اللَّهُ مِنْهُ After Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him from it. Even if you were born into Islam, Allah saved you from kufr. If you converted, Allah also saved you from kufr, from disbelief. That you detest to return to that state of disbelief, just as someone would detest to be thrown into a fire. Just imagine the pain if there was a fire, just a small little bonfire. And you put your arm on that fire. Or you put your leg in that fire, let alone if you put your whole body on that fire. And then it started burning you and the amount of pain that you would feel from that. Now, who would want that for themselves? You're, you detest to return to a state of kufr more than you would detest that. Because you realize is that that state of kufr will lead to the greater fire. And it's going to be more painful in this dunya even before the akhirah, let alone in the hereafter. These are the teachings of the Rasul sallallahu And this is what it is that you and I need to strive towards. And one final verse from the Quran in Surah At-Tawbah to drive, point this, drive this point home so that you and I can live these meanings of love internally. And so that it can manifest outwardly in us giving victory to his sunnah. And us giving victory to his sharia. And us spending our lives and our wealth and sacrificing everything that we can to attain this state and to serve his deen outwardly. قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَأَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَمَانُكْتَرَفْتُمُهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَشَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْدَوْنَهَا Eight things. Say, O Prophet, if your fathers, sons, 
brothers, wives, tribes, the wealth you have acquired, the trade which you fear will decline, and the dwellings that are dear to you are more beloved to you than Allah in his messenger. And struggling in his cause, then wait until Allah brings about his punishment. Allah does not guide the fasiqeen, al-qawm al-fasiqeen, the rebellious people. These are the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and of our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah for this blessed day of Jummah to bless these realities, to become a reality in our hearts, Ya Rahman Rahim. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and every single one who is present here and all of those who are listening make the love of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam more beloved to us than anything else. May Allah bless us to be able to love the Messenger of Allah more than our own selves. May we become annihilated in the Messenger of Allah and thus be attached to our true self and come to know our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. What وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد ورضي الله تعالى عن ساداتنا الخلفاء الراشدين ابي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعلى جميع اهل بيت رسول الله المطهرين من العجاس وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات المسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات يا أول الأولين يا آخر الآخرين يا ذا القوة المتين ويا أرحم الراحمين يا رحم الساكين ويا أرحم الراحمين أنجزنا لا رحمة من عندك نسعدها بها في الدنيا والآخرة We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this blessed day of Jum'ah to bless us to be able to follow our messenger of Allah completely inwardly and outwardly in everything that is that he said and did sallallahu alayhi wa May Allah ta'ala fill our hearts with the love of Him and the love of our Messenger of Allah sallallahu a love so profound and so deep that we reach the higher degrees of faith and to spend our lives serving this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a state of obedience, doing what is most pleasing to Him in every single moment, Ya Rahman A love that is so profound and so deep that it is a means for all of our sins to be forgiven and the doors of all good to be opened to us in such that we enter into any of the eight doors of paradise that we wish. May Allah Ta'ala bless us to be with the Rasul in the dunya and in the barzakh and in the akhir with the highest meanings of ma'iyan togetherness and with us, Ya Rahman Rahmeen, and to give us tawfiq in all of our different affairs. Awakum Allah, Nasrukum Allah, Inna Allah Ya'mur bil adi wal ihsani, wa ita'i dhul qurba, wa inha'an idfahshai wal munki wal baghi, ya'idhukum la'alikum tadakkurun, udhkurullah azim yadkurum kurthkurkum, wa shkuran yam yazidkum, wa nadhkurullah akbar. Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.